What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We have got our Arnold Classic preview. We got the Pro Finals, we got the Grand Prix, we got the Raw Challenge all for you on this episode of Two White Lights. Solana, Steve, and I give you the breakdown, give you analysis, give you the hot takes on the Arnold Classic that'll be coming up this weekend. Arguably... Our favorite, Two White Lights' favorite meet of the year, favorite weekend of the year. It's going to be a little different. Solana and I will not be there, but Steve Denovi will be. But still, stacked roster. Um, I don't think any. I don't, I don't think it's getting enough credit as far as how good this roster looks right now because this roster is really, really good, and it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic weekend for powerlifting. So make sure you guys are tuning in, and make sure you guys are subscribing to Two White Lights on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review there. Go to Spotify, leave a five-star rating view, review is there as well, and go to twowhitelights.com, subscribe, and check out some merchandise that we got on Two White Lights. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Oh, baby, I like it, boy. And as promised, we are here reunited. It's good to be a part of a podcast again. You guys did great with Sheffield. And Angela has a podcast? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you. it's been hard. <laughs> it's it's that's been difficult. Said. Yes, yeah. The, the, we're, Actually, we're, no, that's what you said, Steve. Steve's, it's been hard. If I say it, you say it. Okay. Yes. I mean, I, that's what he said too. Yeah, that's yes. that's that's okay. what that's what Steve Denovi said. But we're here preview show for I think it's uh, fair to say one of our favorite meets, if not, it, it's arguably my favorite meet of the year, the Arnold. The USAPL yes. at the Arnold. Um, always look forward to this weekend, and I have the most ultimate FOMO of all time because I will not be there. And that's what sucks the most about this, that I won't be in Columbus um, during one of my favorite powerlifting meets of the year, one of my favorite gatherings of the year. Uh, can't go to Brothers afterwards. Can't have the University of Ohio – or I'm sorry, Ohio State. I can't believe I just fucked that up. The Ohio State University powerlifting team giving me bets, making me pick John Jones, feeding me drinks, having drinks with the Massonomics guys. Can't do that this year. I'm, and I'm bummed out about it. I will also yeah. not be there. It's just Steve by himself. Yeah. Oh, really? One white light. One I white light. I'll, I'll enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it for one last year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's my favorite meet every year. I wish I could say. It would be my favorite meet this year, but I, I mean, honestly, the ro- we're going to get to it. The roster is good. Mm-hmm. It's just everything USAPL has done has ruined, I think, everyone's, like, appeal for the Arnold this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah, they, they just have, I, I'm not even going to rant on too much. It doesn't even deserve my time. They, everyone knows exactly what is going on. USAPL yeah. has kind of ruined this. But it's still the Arnold. It, it has been my favorite meet ever. 
Um, unfortunately, if I was a betting man and I would put a lot of money on this, I think this is the last Arnold ever. I do not think we're going to be back based off of the tonality of emails that were sent out, uh, the situations that have occurred with the Arnold and why we're not in the C-Pod, as well as the fact that as soon as I got that email, we all got the email about the schedule change next year and Nationals moving to June. To me, that was the nail in the coffin. You, you don't do that. If you're at the Arnold and that's your finals, because why in the world would you have your finals just like three months before nationals? That doesn't make any sense. I'm a betting man. I would put the house on this is the last Arnold USA powerlifting will ever be at. And that is a bit sad. Very sad. Like I've been to Arnold since 2019. And it's been my favorite meet every single year. And I, the joy that came from it was incredible. And this year I'm not even going. And mostly I'm not going. I didn't want to compete, but also like I just lost my excitement to go with the USAPL. And then my athletes switched to – the athletes who have been there switched over. So I was like, all right, stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah is, I still remember uh, – Casey, sorry. I was going to say I still remember because I've been 2018, so 2018, 2019, 2020 – 2022, 2023. So I guess I've been, and I was one time I went in 2015, I think it was. And I'm, I'm reminiscing back because I remember I went in 2015. That's before I was a full-time powerlifting coach. And I remember the meet there and I saw Lane, Lane Norton was competing. And I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Like I never thought in a million years I would ever be a part of that. And then I remember in 2018 when I had my first athlete, I was like, I have to go. This is the peak of my entire powerlifting career. Like I may never get a chance to be at another Arnold again. Like this is the coolest thing that will ever happen to me. And then it's it. I, it's been crazy to think in hindsight, I mean, how I was versus now and the Arnold, I still remember the, Ar I, I care more about the Arnold than nationals. Like that was like the biggest meet I thought I could mm. ever be at coaching. Uh, so yes, it is, it is a bit sad that this is probably the last one that's going to be happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, uh, when I, I, we had the pot, really good podcast last year with Petrie about just the, what the Arnold is. And, you know, 2019, almost same position, I wanted to be a part of it in some way. And I wanted to be part of, like, the expo because that's when the Grand Prix was happening or that's when the, you know, the, the pro bench was happening. And I, like, this this would be kind of, like, the pinnacle of my powerlifting career if I'm able to do that. And I think we're in the the real stage right now, like, the 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 critical stage of... The Arnold being about a week before Powerlifting America Nationals, and a lot of lifters at the Arnold are possibly one foot out the door already, and this is kind of the last go of it. And also, I mean, we're going to get to a Powerlifting America preview. It kind of affects the Powerlifting America Nationals as well, because looking at that roster, it's still pretty incomplete. Um, this roster is fantastic with fantastic lifters going across the board here. And it's some, it's a meet that I definitely have intrigue on. If you're a powerlifting fan, you should have intrigue because of the great lifters. But I, I don't, I would like to ask some of the athletes, but it, it feels like, um, the big thing for me was always being a part of the Arnold, not just at the Arnold. And this year with all the scheduling changes, it doesn't feel like you're part of the Arnold. It feels like you're at the Arnold, but you're just competing. Now, athletes could have a different experience. Maybe the pro athletes would have a different experience. I think the people in the Raw Challenge, they're pumped and should be pumped that they're going to be competing at the Arnold, especially for the first time. It is a rush. It is great. Careers are made 
at the Arnold too. Based on your performance, you can have a career-defining moment. Um, but that's that's kind of the vibe I get. And you know, I yeah. not to say that because well, I'm not competing what, at it. That's that was if I, I was an athlete the, right now, that's what it'd be. That's the USAPL's fault. That initial email should have never been sent out ever. That was completely uncalled for. That was a hissy fit by whoever sent that out versus actually thinking about the athletes. That was very selfish, and that pretty much ruined the esteem of the Arnold because so many people just tanked because a lot of people thought the Arnold was done. Yeah, And it's really hard to think it's done and then get re-excited about it. That was, yeah, that was... uh, that was not good. Whoever did that, that was childish behavior, and that should have never been sent out. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when I saw that, you're absolutely right. That was the, the exact feeling I had. I'm like, oh, my God, the Arnold's actually not happening. Like, have had you, had you decided before that email? Yeah. Or was that, I think, you, okay. You I did, because people were messaging me like, oh, wow, you made the right decision here. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think, I again, as a pro finals competitor, or as a pro lifter, it might be a little bit different than, say, the first-time goers of the Arnold. Um, I, I think they're going to have a great meet. They're going to have a great time. I, I'm pretty confident in that. And you're going to see some great lifting as well. Because um, this roster is stacked, and it's, I don't know, um, some people might debate me on this, but I think it's just as stacked as Power of the American Nationals. Like, we we have some really good matchups with Power of the American Nationals, but... You're going to get these kind of back-to-back, and both of them, I think, are equal as far as star power goes. Yeah, and this is, well, the, the issue with power, we'll get to a power thing, American Nationals, I've already got some stuff ready for it. And when I did it, I, I, I was kind of shocked how many classes were kind of empty and not really going to be competitive. Yeah. Like, there's star power, but, like, Austin Perkins, what's what's the point of him going 860 now and there's just no one there for him? Anymore? But yeah. A lot of stuff like that. We got, a lot, of, we got like a lot of 50, track stars 50, there, though. 57 kilo class, I think, has two people, and I don't think either of total. Uh, either way, it, it's Power of the American National is still a bit odd. It's going to be really cool, but I'm going to throw out one more negative thing because I got to rant about this because I haven't ranted about it anywhere else, and it's it's got to be on here before we get positive because the the show is for the athletes. This is not for USAPL because if we did a podcast for USAPL, everything would be negative. Uh, they changed the payouts. That was my other pissy thing. Now the payouts are still amazing. In the, in the top lifters. Like, it is really cool to see how much is paid out. But if people didn't know, they posted the payouts, like, two months prior, deleted the post within three minutes, but not before <laughs> screenshots could be had. There are screenshots. So every people, if you want to know, there people can know the payout. Well, they went and changed some of them. Uh, so, yet again, they just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, didn't, I actually was not aware of that. I Me either. We have talked about that, Angelo. Yeah, they changed the payouts. Dude. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say which ones or call too much about. But I mean, the was it in the chat? Because you guys, when you guys get rolling and I'm in class, I can't really. Yeah, yeah, you just ignore us. It <laughs> I was can't, in the chat. can't really. Yeah, they, keep, people didn't know they posted. Track. They posted the payouts on Facebook and it was only up for like three minutes before they then deleted it, cool. and then not until like oh. a month or two later posted them again, but they were changed. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I thought. I thought we were living in the the Instagram world. Same. That's that's nope. where my that's where my life is located. Um, okay, yeah. well, I mean, even with that, like, going to the positive, the payouts of this meet too. I mean, I, I thought that should have been really hammered in, and how important that is because you know, and uh, I, I think I brought this up a couple times. 
where, you know, you had the untested side for so many years bring up payouts and what do you get if you win in the USAPL? When do you get to win if you go to the IPF? Well, now you want to make money competing, you go to the IPF and USAPL. They're giving a lot of money out for these top meets and the money is nicely distributed, right? It's not just top three people. You're getting money going all over the place. And I always thought the Arnold got a bad rap because like, oh, $1,500. I'm like, well, they give a lot of money out to multiple people as opposed to just pulling it and give it to that one person. So I, I always thought that was a great thing about the Arnold and it's actually better this year because lifters who are deserving are going to walk away with a really good payday. Um, and yeah, that was definitely a contributing factor on what was delaying my decision so much because I'm like, that money is, that money's good. That's some, that's some good, that's some good yeah. winnings right there. Um, yeah, I mean, like Natalie, she just, uh, I don't know the conversion. She went 1,200 pounds, so let's, let's call that like 1,500 American dollars. That, at Sheffield, 20,000 is up for grabs here. That's mm-hmm. a pretty, that is a very, yeah. very, very, very nice payday. And that's legitimately why some of the people stayed just for one more time because of yeah. how good the payouts are. And, and um, let me just throw in some IPF hate, Article 14. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, just, let's well. just yes. also bring up yeah. the fact that you know with the USAPL they don't have the r- most ridiculous rule in powerlifting that's <laughs> causing people not to go well, to the other side too let's be clear they've now decided the volunteers no longer are part of article 14 even though it says it in the rule they've now I dropped know. the volunteer part I yep. wonder why I wonder, I wonder why <laughs> they dropped that maybe because they have such a huge issue getting referees that they realize they couldn't function without dropping part of that rule yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, but let's get into it. Yeah. Unless you have one more thing, I, I was thinking about just unleashing a rant on Taylor Atwood, but I, I will hold that off until maybe Powerlifting American National preview, because I've been sitting on some scorching hot takes with that one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to get a lot off my chest on that one. But you guys can. Where do you want to start here? Let's go pro men. All right. Let's do it. And, you know, we have um, a familiar Arnold's face and a lifter who I think is the overall favorite to win. Yeah, Keenan Lee. And, you know, dropping off from that, I think I think you might have some contenders thrown in there. You know, Keenan can have an off day, but you're going to watch a great lifter to start that meet. But then it's I love I love the pool here of men lifters because a lot of them are in my weight class, a lot of them in a 90 kilo weight class as well, and I think it can make for some really, really good competition that day. Yeah, we've got Keenan out as the favorite. Um, what's hard right now is kind of, I mean, this, I'm going to say this as a whole. I think five of 20 lifters in the pro finals are actively posting their lifts. So this is going to be one of the worst data driven predictions mm-hmm. we've ever had we're going on no vibes. one's really posting anything uh keenan's posted a couple things uh not enough to really get any information it sounds like he, he's decently healthy i mean if you're just taking though what he did at nationals and then just add the fact that he doesn't have to yolo a deadlift he should be the favorite because i mean he, he went 370 to 396.5 and he literally started he moved 396.5 so let, let's take the fact that like I think he can probably hit 380-ish. I mean, if he can match what he did with the 365, 220-ish on bench, and then 380 on squat or on deadlift, he's probably untouchable. 
Uh, it would be really hard to beat him. I just don't really know what to expect because there just hasn't been much posting. Honestly, he usually doesn't post much. The reason we could get a good idea with some of his other meets because he's randomly done these like meets sometimes and mm-hmm. gives us like information. Like he did that like a week out from nationals. I think he did that the meet with Ashton. Uh, it's kind of hard to get a lay of kind of where he's at, but I mean, I fully expect him to be able to match what he well, did at nationals, hit a third deadlift, and if he does that. It, it it's going to be really really tough to beat him. Yeah, well that's how we know of ex- existence, right? It's just through meets, random meets, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, pretty uh, much. The handle a random Korean dude comes yeah. up because he just did a meet once. It's like, wait, Astro was also this random Korean guy, and that was that was yeah. that's that's been that's been the case ever since. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see Keenan, but just like you said, he's not. I want to see what he can deadlift without that YOLO. I think he went for 396.5, trying to beat Ashton Bob. So he hit 370 last time. I think he can get like, he had a lot after the second. I think at least 385. So I want to see it move really bad. I'm also very excited yeah, for Joe Bornstein. Yeah. I want to put 385, but I just don't think he'll need it. Like at that point, you're going to take a lift that you need just to make sure you solidify it. But I mean, I honestly, I think on second attempt, he might be able to win the meet based on how other things play out. But yes, Joe Bornstein training looks amazing. We got a little fun. We got some fun here mm-hmm. because you got Keenan up front. And then from there, I think if, if USAPL knew how to market it all, we have a litany of weight class battles that are fun. Joe versus Lucky versus Sean Noriega is a pretty darn fun 82 and a half kilo battle there. And it's mm-hmm. close. Uh, looking at Joe, I mean, he just did an 817 kilo gym total, and that was with what I think was probably a second attemptish bench. So if you add that up, I mean, I also knowing his deadlift peaks well, 825, 825 arguably could have won nationals. Now, obviously, Angela, you could have pulled more, but like 825 would have forced you to pull something. Mm-hmm. That that could be that, that's huge. Yeah. That could be one of the biggest totals. I mean, if you're combining all the people who are going to compete here and PA Nats, 825 could plausibly be a, a top three total for all of them. But with that being said, Lucky looks ridiculous right now. He just did, I think he, uh, I guess he did doubles. Uh, I, I, think Lucky's, I think Lucky's probably going to add 20 kilos to his national total based mm-hmm. on how his training's looking. And then Sean's always the wild card. He could go 800 or he could go 850. It, you never know. And obviously now it's open. He is coached by Marcellus. That's a new change. Uh, I, I, if people didn't know, uh, I coached him through the Arnold last year. And then after that, we, uh, we decided to, to split and him coach himself in the Nationals. So this will be my first meet not handling Sean in like three years. So that'll be interesting kind of how that plays out. But yeah, 80, 82 and a half kilo battle is going to be fun. I think what pissed me off about Lucky is that the meet, the month after Nationals, he PR'd his lifts again. Yeah. It was like triples. But I was like, I'm just disgusted by you. Mm. I just feel like every single block has been perfect. Like, mm. since the prep for Nationals started to now. Like, well, a year. I'm just perfect. Well, if that, if that alone pisses you off, the day that he did that, I was there, and he just decided to hit his deadlift early. He was supposed to hit it on Monday, and he hit it on that Saturday, and he was drinking beers during that. I'm, I'm not joking about any of this. He totaled that. I was just about. 
I was just about to say how Marcellus has kind of talked about how he's like the model client. That <laughs> doesn't really. That which is hilarious. That's perfectly. what I was thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, he's just he's he's an absolute machine, and um, and I really I I mean this is a great class of um eighty two and a halves. Um, and I honest I've said this too, Lucky. I'm saying I'm going to say on the podcast the best eighty three kilo lifter in the world could be competing at this meet. I honestly think that. I think Lucky Joe, and we know Noriega's capable, I think they have a day in them that can rival Delaney and Russ. And especially just with how Lucky lifts. Um, no pun intended. But he is, you can kind of just tell. Um, he's always seemingly just on point. He's a no-nonsense type of lifter. Um, I don't think he overthinks things. I don't think he's neurotic about things. He's just a big Viking blooded Minnesotian who's just, I think, on a warpath right now. And I'm I'm very he's high on lucky. Pissed off that Minnesota's banned. Yeah, I. No. <laughs> I, I, uh, I have very high hopes for Lucky at this meet. I think he can, you know, go into a potential eight forty range. Um, and but Joe Bornstein. I, I knew the day was coming where he's going to move up. And, yeah, like you said, like he would have had a total that will possibly won Nationals. Like I said with Lucky, there's a there was a situation where Lucky could have won Nationals. There, there was. Like, I think he could have pushed maybe his deadlift a little bit harder and then forced my hand. Same thing with Borenstein if he decided just a year earlier to go up to 83 kilos. I think he would have put something together, would have possibly forced my hand into Nationals where he could have potentially won. Um, the potential on those two, I, I don't, I don't even think it's potential at this point. They're, they're in the thick of things of being the world's best in this weight class. Um, Bornstein hasn't done a meet at 83, but I mean, he got one of the most underappreciated performances at 75, right? So I'm just confident that he can replicate that at a weight class above, uh, at, yeah. So I'm. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I just lucky. Lucky has been such an admirable lifter. Um, it's going to sound like the biggest ego stroke, but he does remind me of a young me, but just better. Just he was actually good at this age, <laughs> as opposed for me, where I was just kind of good at one lift. He's good at all three lifts, but he's just that perfect, nonchalant tunnel vision type of guy. No gimmicks. He doesn't really. Uh, he he's he's opinionated though, like. He's just he, he wears his heart on his sleeve, but um, he doesn't need the edited videos in order to make some sort of impact. He's just there to lift, and um, those type of guys are dangerous. And he's competitive as hell, too. So uh, that's a recipe for a really, really good lifter. And I, I think Joe Bornstein and Lucky are just going to dominate this division for a long, long time. Yeah, it's it, the thing I'm waiting for. Like, it is, they're both young and they're both progressing so fast. Uh, are they going to be neck and neck, or is one going to kind of uh, separate themselves from each other? Because I mean, they're the, they're I think they're the, the future of it. Like, yeah. I think they're both going 850 plus within the next year or so. And so, I mean, at that point, you're probably. I mean, it's not maybe are they the best 82 and a half, 83? They probably are at that point. Uh, yeah, it, this will be this will be our first like true showdown to see them. Uh, but then they got the the veteran and Sean. It feels weird to call Sean a veteran because I still 
I feel like he's young, but the fact is that in the comparison of all this, he's the, he's the uh, battle-worn veteran by far. Yeah. Well, his list has been looking great. I, I think that – was that 295 that he hit in the gym? 290. 290. That has looked mm-hmm. – that was smooth. Um, I, you know, occasionally, like, there's a, there's a squat that I'm imagining from Nori, and it moves at a certain speed. And there's, you know, a certain motion. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know, like, when that bar starts rolling a little bit, if he's able to maintain it. It looked really good. And his deadlift looks great as well. We know we can do it on his bench. Um, I think he proved at Nationals what he can do on bench. But he's, I think, where Lucky and Bornstein, and this is really going into my predictions with Noriega always, is, you know, this cut and paste, that style of lifting, can you go nine for nine? Can you make it all work? And typically, it does not work. But, you know, right now, it looks just about as good as ever. I, if I, if I was high on Noriega during Las Vegas Nationals, where I picked him to win, I'm just as high on his training currently because I was extremely confident in his capabilities that day. So I might as well be confident in his capabilities on this day. And he has a top end of 840. Uh, or 840 plus, like he, he does have that in him. Yeah, I will say, like, when I thought of squat, I was like, all right, the tri- the squat training seems to be going very well. And I feel like if he if he can't piece together the squat on meet day, it will set him up because he did have a great bench at Nationals. But it's all about can you execute it. I think if he, if he could go 350 on squat, I think he could have mm-hmm. one of his best days. But I think if he doesn't, everything falls apart. And it goes to, like, six for nine day. Well, he had, the, he had the struggles with deadlift at Nationals. I mean, he also struggled with squat, too, but he struggled with deadlift as well. It's it just, it just it's been the long, long story with Noriega. It's yeah. making it all happen on the day. Even the days where he was, I mean, the, the Texas Strength Classic, right? Like, that day was kind of tailor-made to go 9 for 9, and, you know, there was an 8 for 9 day. And... Um, a potential American record total uh, wasn't taken that day as a result. So, um, yeah, I, I I do like what I'm seeing out of uh, Noriega. It's, you know, this is a great three, and I, I think it does – it can potentially rival what's going to happen at Ponce American Nationals with the 83 kilos uh, as far as competing. Um, and But at the same time, Noriega didn't compete at 82.5 last year, and if he competes at it this year, I'm going to be very pissed off. Because I was pissed off last year that he didn't do it. And I really haven't let that go. Um, still beat him on dots, but still, I'm, I am I, I guess I'm not Joe Bornstein and, and Alex Lucklow. Guess well, I'm, I think, I, not as Lucky said it, but, I mean, Joe and Sean for sure said it. I think all three, this is their last USAPL meet, and they're out. Lucky, Lucky I think, has a little bit more reserves. Um I, I guess personal conversations like he is not definitively like yeah I'm gonna go part of the America I think he eventually okay. wants to do it because uh, he well, is Joe a competitor is... but yeah Sean and Joe have Sean, Joe has been way more clear that he's going to part of the America and competing in junior nationals he said that explicitly it sounds like which makes sense looks like a lot of Nori's clients in the USAPL won't qualify for nationals or a big point of or a big portion of them won't and a lot of them are just going to move over. So it makes more sense as a coach for potentially switching to Power of the America in the IPF. Um, Lucky has not said definitively that he's going to go. And I, I think he is also a coach himself. 
So Article 14 does affect him, and he's kind of getting his feet wet into coaching, too. Like, he's, I think, starting to dive much deeper into it. Um, so that's that's probably going to halt in Yeah, it's decision. even more important at that point to say USAPL, because, like, when you get to a certain point, it doesn't really matter too much. Like, I obviously coach ITF people, and it doesn't matter. But when you're first starting out, you got to be where the masses are, so that can kind of affect things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's going to be a really fun battle. I mean, I think all of them, 820, 840-ish range, um, and they all got big deadlifts. Uh, all big deadlifts. I mean, Sean 340-ish, Joe 345-ish, Lucky 350-ish. So, I mean, uh, I, there's going to be three big poles there for placing. And I honest, I, I would say, well, whoever is the winner of that group is going to be in the top three. Yeah. With Keenan and then likely Dominique Fuqua. Which we have a fun little battle here too. We got Dominique and Kyle DeLeon with the nineties. Dominique, I still think is even though we hyped him up a bunch, he's still kind of a relative unknown in the grand scheme of things. Uh, He didn't quite have the nationals he was looking for. I honestly, looking at his training now, I like the standard of his training a bit better. Like on a nationals prep, I thought sometimes squat depth was a little like borderline versus the squats I see right now are sunk, and I don't really have a question about them. I think he does make a little bit of a bigger cut. But, yeah, I mean, he, he is the he is the person that if he could have a super meet, he could push Keenan. Mm-hmm. If Keenan's going to, or Keenan would need to hit a third deadlift. No, I agree with that. His training looks way, well, he barely posted training last time, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Or did he even post it all last time? I We got a couple sneak peeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. you saw something last time, and I saw nothing. Got yeah. it. All right, so anyway, his squats are definitely the standard now. Um, all of his things seems to be moving up. If he just has even better attempt selection, too, that will go a long way. So I'm just curious to see, like, what's going to happen on me today. Who coaches him? He coaches himself. Okay. Does he handle himself, cool. too? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I do not know who is going to handle him. Yeah, because I think I think coaching works. Like people can't coach themselves, but I think you do have to get an extra set of eyes on meet day, and that's where attempt selection is going to matter. Yeah. So if that comes together, just like you said, Steve, he could have super meet, but I I have to see it. I need to see you hit your lifts. You know what I mean? Kind yep. of kind of the same situation as nationals for us. We were, I mean, Steve and I were really high on him. Like, hey, Petrie, you can't go into this thinking that he is going to win this meet, no problem, because his training is looking great. But it was an execution thing, like. That could have been that meets, but it wasn't. So he's going to have to pick up the pieces and do it here. Yeah. And then with Kyle, he had a phenomenal Nationals. Huge uptick from where he was at the TBS. But per usual, because of Jaron's pipe, uh, we have no idea what Kyle's going to do because he's like below opener range still on his singles. Mm-hmm. And we know eventually Jaron's pipe's going to really erect and the, the, the progress is going to be fast and he's going to ramp up quickly. Was and then that, all of a sudden that Kyle's going to hit like, you, I'm doing, okay. he was pushing for All right, good. Pushing. I'm like, that could not have been unintentional. All right, keep going. No, that was very <laughs> intentional. Uh and people don't understand, we call it Jer- everyone calls it Jaren's pipeline because he, he does these elongated blocks where you very much build up in the meat and it really doesn't give you much information. Then meat day with the taper, they do so much more than what they usually do in the gym and that's what Kyle has done and it's really hard to be able to gauge anything because I, his training looks good. 
I very I I pegged him for being able to PR each lift by two and a half to five kilos, but like I. I, that's just based on the fact that his training looks good, not any data off of his training because it just always is really so maximal. And then the pipe erects, and then they go crazy on meat day. The pipe. How man. long is it? These blocks. That's what she said. Length. <laughs> I, I was gonna say the width of it, yeah. or the the, the block length, the no, width, the or length. the. I want the length. Oh, the length. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't know. That's misleading sometimes. I don't know. So, yeah, Jared, <laughs> if you want to reach out, maybe post a story. Let us know the length of the pipe uh, yeah. for Kyle. And so, yeah. but yeah, Kyle versus <laughs> Dominique. Uh, I mean, if on top end potential, Dominique's going to have it. But again, like I, I think, I think Kyle can go eight sixty ish, and Dominique with with not best execution went eight sixty at nationals. So that kind of leaves the door open. Uh, but if Dominique has has the day, he should. I think he probably has the higher top end by about 20 kilos or so. Yeah. I, I don't have the inside edge on this one either because I used to you know be able to see all of Kyle's top days. Uh, we used to train pretty much at the same time always. Now he's got a pretty hectic work and school schedule um, where he's training a little bit later than me actually. And I, I do train actually kind of late too. Um, and then his a lot of his secondary days is when I see him in the gym and um, – you know, his, his secondary bench days are still a marvel to watch. I, I will say that, um, you know, yesterday I just walked into the day. He's like, yeah, it's my secondary day. And he had like 417 pounds on the bar. I'm like, oh, sweet. That's a, that's a cool secondary day. And he's just like repping it out. Um, but yeah, his, his top end days are Saturday. I haven't really been able to see him. But he I am starting to get a little bit better of an idea, like of some technical breakdown that he has that he has or when things move really smooth. Um, and I know when he's like on, um, and I, ha- I very seldom seen him off, uh, because it's funny. I think he deadlifts like seven sixteen in the gym and it moves so easy, but like his reaction to it was so intense and energetic. He was just screaming in the gym. And if you just saw it from like a naked eye, be like, that guy just openered seven sixteen. Why are they like, moved at an RP seven? Why is he losing his mind this much? I'm like, well, if, if you're familiar with the pipe, you know that that's going to be a you know very very big climax on meet day. So it's uh, there we go, there yeah. we go. I, I I pulled it full circle. I'm actually pretty proud of myself. I know if anyone's going to appreciate all of this, it's going to be Kyle. Um, yeah, but yeah, like Alana's going to want to go back to the power and lifting though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, like training from what I've seen, like I I like. I really like how smooth his squat is looking. Um, got, got a few glimpses at that. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a great battle and a um, couple of interesting characters in that weight class too. I it's it's I don't know the future on those two, but they have definite potential of you know, pushing some people. And Kyle still, you know, newly incorporated a ninety three kilo class. You know, he had great meat at eighty two and a half last Arnold. Had a great meet at Nationals. I think it kind of gets overlooked because, you know, it was second compared to Petrie, but his his trajectory has been great. Yeah, like long-term potential. I mean, Kyle, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to switch over because he could, I mean, especially because 93 is going to give him even more wiggle room versus 90 uh, of being someone that could eventually push that 900 kilo envelope and be in that that discussion for IPF Worlds and, and Sheffield and whatnot. But best of the rest, 
uh, Zach DiCostanzo, Jalen Falk, Brandon Dudley, and a Nas. So none of them were kind of like in a weight class battle, so it wasn't fun to connect them. Oh, I guess Zach and a Nas to an extent. So, I mean, we'll start with Zach, just going down the order. Uh, didn't have his best nationals. I, I, I didn't get to watch because I was handling Sean at the time, but I know some oddities happened. He only hit his second squat, and I think he had the same issue Sean had with bench that they were trying to call his grip illegal or something. Uh, I think he did like 760 maybe at a local meet. So if he can be able to match that, I, he hasn't posted a ton of training. So it's hard to kind of get a gauge on kind of where he's at. But if he can go about 760, that would, I mean, it, it's it's who hits lifts. Last year in the pro finals, a bunch of people just didn't hit lifts. It left the door open for so many things to happen. If people hit lifts, it, it should be pretty cut and dry of who is going to possibly be top three. But uh, with Zach, Jalen, and Brandon, I th- I see all of them be able to go like 550-ish dots, and that could be top three if some people don't execute. Um, so it, it, it's very it, – it, this meet is very interesting because I don't think anyone could solidly say who's going to get top three because I could very well see Zach, Jalen, or Brandon being able to pull into that um, – just based off of how everyone else is, especially with Jalen and Brandon uh, likely having the last pulls of the day for the most part and, and being able to know exactly what they got to load up. Jalen's training looking for really good from what I have seen, though. Like, he's fought 315 back in December. That moved well. I think he had a little bit more in him. The deadlift, he just nearly missed 370, so I'm like, okay, I feel like you had at least, like, probably 365. He missed that on lockout. And just like you noted, he did not – he did not post any bench press training, but I am very excited to see how he showcases on meet day two. Yeah. Um, yeah, both Bam Bam's back. Her Instagram breaking news. Bam Bam is back. So you got that to worry about. When Bam Bam's back, you should be in you should you should worry about it. Uh, yeah, and I think recently you've seen a bit of an uptick in his training too, so um, you know what he can do with that pull? You know what he can do with his lifts? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, – Yeah, it, I, I foresee people hitting lifts at this meet. I think especially when you're talking like Keenan being the big favorite and then the other two people, you know, because I think Joe and Lucky are there, and they're pretty known for hitting lifts. Um, that Noriega is kind of that wild card who, you know um, – can be kind of erratic on Mite. And, uh, yeah, so for, uh, from that, I think Brandon and Jalen could potentially, you know, sneak in there. Uh, Kyle's pretty good at hitting lifts. Um, definitely a killer recently. And uh, Fuqua, you know, la- per last meet, execution stuff. So, yeah. We shall see. And then we have Anas, who has zero posts in the past year. Yeah. Going us. Yeah. Yay! Pre- yeah, that's, that's some, that's some, uh, <laughs> I haven't, like, it, honestly, because I, I, I was, we were talking this, like, prior, I, usually he messages me something, not about training, just in general, I haven't even heard from him in that regard, like, him reacting to a story. Just or him see him do a goofy thing on his on his story. Do we know? Do we know if Anas still exists? I was do just gonna say proof? if he shows up, he's alive, and that's good. Yeah. That's 
That's good. I just I when we did the preview, I'm like, oh man, I was thinking of thinking of all these lifters because I like I've definitely spoken to I think all of them recently. Like the only one I haven't spoken to recently is Anas. That's it. Um, shout shout out to my teammate Eric Point. He does look like he's at least back to where he was. It's been a long road since that being a pro that went very very wrong. Well, and the and the so, injury too. Yeah. So yeah, Eric yeah, that, in the Grand Prix. It was at the pro that he got that injury. I thought it was in training. Well, VA pro, he didn't finish it. He was in so much pain. Oh. So I guess, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. No, because you got uh, just quick shout-outs because we're not necessarily going to cover the Grand Prix because, unfortunately, they don't really have prize money or placing for that. But Eric Gardner, his training looks really good. Eric looks back to full strength. He noted that he thinks he's going to do, I think, a 740 kg training total in the gym, which would be huge. That's, that's fully back. And then Lorenzo Wright, I tried to kind of get a gauge on kind of where he's at. His training is always hard to gauge off of, but huge squat. He was American record holder at one point. So they'll be in the Grand Prix competing. But uh, do we want to do uh, predictions for men's pro finals? Let's do it. Sure. Um, I can start off. Okay, Angela. All right, I'm going to go Keenan. I'm going to go Lucky. I'm going to go Bornstein, and I'm going to go uh, Nori. Okay. How about fifth? We're going top oh, five. Oh, Fuqua, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, not Fuqua, uh, DeLeon. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. DeLeon fourth, Scratch Nori it. fifth. Okay. All right. I'm going to go... I'll give Keenan first place. Lucky second, second. Kyle third. Joe fourth. Fuqua fifth. All right. I got Keenan first, Fuqua in second, Sean in third. Honestly, Sean, Sean could plausibly win, or he could get six. It just... Depends on if he hits lifts, and it's always the wild card, but I'll put him at third right in the middle. And then Joe and then Alex to round out fourth and fifth. So I have zero confidence in ranking any of these. Uh, maybe maybe a tiny bit more than Sheffield. Sheffield, I had zero confidence. But uh, I could see, I, I, like I said, I could literally see all the way down to Brandon. I could see nine people who could potentially be top three based on how the day plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's, that's the big thing, is who hits lifts. And we know not everyone's going 9 for 9, but we got to think they're going 9 for 9, and this is the ranking space off of that. So, yeah. Really quick uh, to close out here, body weight. Uh, Joe Bornstein, do we know like what his body Is he going to come in a little bit like He's like right around 80 kilos. So that's where that's, I calculated it off of. Well, that's gonna, yeah, so that's he, gonna be could, he could plausibly total less than Lucky and Sean yeah. and beat them because he's probably mm-hmm. going to weigh 2 kilos less. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking going into this meet is body weight and, you know, him growing into that 82 and a half kilo weight class. So, all right. Um, Real quick, oh. did they announce who won the Sheffield for, like, who, who uh, what's it called? Like, the rankings? The fantasy stuff? Or who's going to win? Yeah. Did they oh, announce I don't know. this? I need to know. No. I don't think they ever did. I never saw anything. I didn't know who won that. Is that an Arian's job? No. No, uh, I thought Aaron. Rory. Oh, Rory. Okay. We'll get on that if you listen. 
I don't have. I, I don't even know why I said that. I, I don't have anything for Solana. Do it for Solana. I didn't do it. I just need to know. <laughs> do it for two. Do it for two white lights. It's yeah. their favorite podcast. Yeah, King loves do it for two white lights. Um. So, female female pro finals. Yeah. It's very similar on the women's side. You got Jasmine up top. She's the Keenan of the women's side where she's kind of a lone wolf in the 75 kilo. I got I'm classes. I'm getting confused going back and forth between IPF and USAPL. 75 kilos. Yep. She's coming in as somewhat of a decent favorite. Uh, I don't know if, she, if I would consider her as much of, I don't want to say even Keenan's a lock, but I think she's Keenan's probably a little more favorite, but either way you got Jasmine up top. She's the, the lone 76, and then from there, we got a lot of fun weight class battles. But Jasmine, her training continues to look really well. I, honestly, I, I mean, I don't uh, – Solana, I don't know if you communicate with her. I think, like, training into Nationals and then since Nationals into the Arnold has been the best string of training I've seen from her. And I, I, is that – I, I feel like that has to be something to do with lifestyle circumstances because I know she had a lot of stuff with, like, school and whatnot that was prior that would kind of, like – make training tough and i feel like just something lifestyle wise has made it more consistent for her because her training has just been so good lately i mean she's hitting it's usually she wouldn't post many prs or big lifts in the gym and she just continually has so i mean i fully expect for her to have a really good day squat depth has been a lot better uh, i mean i've got her at about a 10 kilo meat pr at like 570 kilos and if she does that it's 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 gonna be tough to beat her I agree, and I have zero inside information, but I do think it is life-changing, though, because I remember she was talking about, like, school and this stress, et cetera, and then she graduated. So her training is the best it's been. She hit 215 deadlift, and that's the most she's ever hit in training. She got a beautiful squat PR a few weeks ago, a little while ago, actually, but 202.5 by 3 for a triple, and then she hit a bench at 130, and looked like she had a little bit more in her. So training's really going off. I'm excited for it. And then going down, don't even ask me about Sam. I haven't spoken a word to Sam about yep. lifting in like six months. Don't ask me any questions. She can be 60 or 67 and a half kilos. I don't know. She is, she is signed up at 67 and a half. But in pro meets, it doesn't really matter. She was signed up at 67 and a half for nationals, and she showed up at 60.5. My rankings depend so much on what Sam's going to weigh. I know, <laughs> right? I have Sam in first or second if she's weighing around 60. If she's weighing 63 to 65, then that's where she's like fourth, fifth, maybe. I, I I don't know. But right now she's 67 and a half, and we got a fun battle there. Sam versus Cassandra versus Lysha, all in that 67 and a half kilo class. I mean, I think it's a very good chance that Sam outdots them, but then mm-hmm. they out-total because she's going to weigh less. Lysha and Cassandra are more towards the top. They weigh around like 67 kilos. Uh, so yeah, I have no idea how to predict Sam other than taking like recent meat performance and trying to make a gauge off of that. I, I thought she wasn't even going to do the Arnold in the first place. Cause she had kind of mentioned backing off. From competing. I know. So, yeah. I have no idea there. We're looking at Cassandra and Lysha. Lysha had a really, really good craft Saturday for her final four. big, big day. Uh, she hit 187 on squat, which is five kilos over nationals. Mm-hmm. Big bench 130 probably wouldn't pass in the meet i can't remember if that was for up and down it was hard it was, it was like both all, it was like kind of touch and go and then up and down okay either way i think she could probably do 125 ish which would be a 10 with 10 kilos over nationals 
Um, and then deadlift, it looked like maybe deadlift. She said she tweaked her back on her final or her, on her squat, so I don't think she pulls much. But just taking over that 10, 210 deadlifts, if, if she just hits that, I mean, that's already looking at 15 kilo meat PR total, um, which would be And huge. then agreed, her training is going absolutely crazy. I was in shock to see her squat. That's a big squat for her. And then Cassandra, so it's looking like her squat – is about where it was. Apparently, she deals with her back pain. So she matched the squat she hit that I saw going into prep for Nationals, 190, and it looked tougher than when she was going into Nationals. So I feel like she's about where she is for that, and that's not going to really change. Her deadlift, though, like, at Nationals, she had 197.5. She had 197.5 in training and moved, like, in my opinion, like a, a slightly heavy opener. So I was very impressed by that. And then when it comes to her bench press, I don't think I've seen much bench. She mentioned it being the train, so I'm just going to give her, like, a match for her bench press, but I think we can expect a bat deadlift PR. Um, and then going back to Sam, so first of all, I know that she's doing Arnold because she was like, I'm going to com- I'm gonna be there anyways. Like, I'm just going to compete. Like, she decided to, like, wrap her post, basically. So I was like, okay, so you're still going to compete in it. I don't know if her heart is in it, which makes all the difference for Sam, but if I had to guess, I would say she's going to be really light. Cause I know she's like going in and like not doing what she can do. So at the at the minimum, I think she'll be really light, probably like low sixty. I don't know. She'll be like six kilos. Doesn't really matter. If she could be sixty or six. If she could be sixty or sixty one and go around a five hundred kilo total, that yeah that is gonna be up there. Uh, it's just it's just super hard to predict it. So I just know that she loves winning money. I so why would you go into? <laughs> she loves winning money. So why go at six or seven when that defeats your chance almost of really winning? So yeah. that's just my guess. That's uh that's a good motivation for pretty much anyone. Um and she's good at it, good at winning money. Um but I think just looking at it like just based on I don't know, like we talk about just with men too, on not really having a fantastic idea on what's gonna happen. I just like Lysha, like within that battle. I, I for for right now I trust, we I trust picking, her. If we were gonna pick, if we were gonna pick who's gonna total more, I would pick Lysha. The only the issue, like I said, is that Lysha could out total Sam by twenty kilos. But if Sam's gonna weigh sixty point five, she's gonna out dots Lysha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just I don't know. Like it's now getting because I used. I mean, I think I was pretty consistent with Sam or picking Sam. But like now, I'm at a point where I I don't see anything at all. And now Solana doesn't give me information. Like, what do I do? What What do you do with that? Like, I, I mean, it's gonna. It's not a hot take here. I'm confident the most with Jasmine. You come in and wing it, anyways, to the preview shows. You should have. You should. You should be the one that should be able to have the the insight on Sam, since like this is your your first thinking of it in the first place. Yeah, like, but I I, I'm, I do see more of Lysha's training though now you know and we've because I mean we've had a lot of history with Sam and I, Lysha too because she that's that's kind of the benefit of those uh, big time local meets like I am more familiar with those local meet lifters who kind of came onto the scene through those prime time meets and yeah we've we've covered Lysha before and obviously we've covered Sam many a times too where. Now Lysha's starting to be just more of that familiar lifter that I'm seeing, and 
with Sam not being as active, um, and she never really was like very active in no, general. But you can be, be her. It was more her meets, like the longevity of her career and her being a pretty big nine for nine lifter. That was always my rationale going into meets. Like I know she's gonna hit lifts, but at this point. I don't know. All right. Next battle, bat rematch of the 60 kilo. Mm-hmm. May and I, I can't say the name right. May and Jelly Seguel. I think we got that Christian, right before. Yeah. Christian and Natalie Hunter. And this one's going to be probably even more interesting because Natalie Hunter is a bit more in the picture, I think. Uh, in the sense of, like, if you took all three... I, I, it, it, they all, I think, can total around 490 to 500 now. Uh, if they all, it, it will be very, very interesting. With that being said, all of them like to hide their training. Christiana, <laughs> I'm talking to you. Yeah, I talk, I, I know what Christiana's going to do, but she hides her training too. And we have no idea what's going to go on. May really hides her training. Well, I don't Natalie think... actually, I actually finally, I followed Natalie because she posts on her stories. And so I, 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 didn't note enough, but she had enough on her stories at some point that I was able to kind of get a good grasp of kind of how her training was going. And it's going real. I mean, Natalie is the is is she's moving to Powerlifting America, from what I understand. After this, and I assume she's going to go to sixty three. Uh, maybe she'll go to fifty seven. I don't know. Natalie is an absolute phenom. Uh, so I mean, her progress has been insane. But and then May hit some really, really, really big lifts after nationals. And even at nationals, it seemed like she left some in the tank on squat, didn't have to go all out on deadlifts. So I, I feel like all three could have huge meets here. I'm obviously not going to give info on Christian, but what I will say is her training, I mean, if we're looking at her training between now and nationals, it's much better this time around. It's more, much more mimicking how training was going into the Arnold last year. She's healthy, so I expect a really, really good day from her. Well, at least I'll say, because I do, I'm on close friends, but I won't say what I saw on close friends. I know that, like, with her work schedule, isn't it way better now? She's, like, doing day shifts now, so she's, like, a yeah, she's, like, working. person. She, she, well, <laughs> she moved back to, she moved back to Austin, and now she, she's only doing, like, part-time work leading into the Arnold. So, yes, her shifts are a lot better. Uh, so, yes. So, that alone is huge. I know, like, her training environment is big for her, because the second she left Austin, she was like, no. <laughs> she was like, this is not it. Um, when it comes to Natalie, I just I know I remember seeing her rep 160 on squats for like straight sets and multiple sets. And I was just like, what is going on? This was a long time ago. And I wish I had written down numbers because she did stop posting, but she just posted on a story. But I remember thinking like her squat is getting insane. Um, I don't know what we're going to see because May has such a good meet too. This is like a ridiculous battle. I think Christiana's going to have a fat bench PR and a fat squat because we all know that the squat that you got you guys did at the last meet 184, like, that was the second attempt. Like, that was full-blown a second attempt. So, and then I heard you talking on podcast, about how you should have pushed it more because that's her specialty lift. So, I'm like, all right. I'm going to guess at least, I'm going to guess 190. I'm going to guess at least six kilos on top of that squat. And then I know bench is going very well. I can't remember seeing any deadlifts, but I think training for everyone. Everyone's going pretty good, so I think it'll be a really crazy battle. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we, we have uh, yeah the the upset that happened at nationals. Uh, rising feet on Natalie Hunter. 
Uh, all the makings of being just an absolute phenom in the sport. Um, but one thing, one thing I'm one thing I'm stuck on. Christian and Columbus. That's that is that is her spot. That, that is, is her spot. That's huge. Christian and Columbus. She essentially owns that town. She's like she's like Michael Scott going to New York. Well, no, Christian is at. She went to Ohio State. That's where all of her friends are. Oh, okay. Ohio State. <laughs> like was? last year, the last year people were in the front in the in the crowd, uh, and uh, had like big blow up, like Sorry. faces of her. Oh, cool. interesting side note. I don't know if we're gonna have any spectators for the finals. What do you mean? I what do you mean? I I think you will. But yeah, Steve, explain. Do you want to? The, the finals start at 6 p.m. The expo doors lock and close at 6 p.m. Oh! Once starting at 6 p.m., you cannot exit and re-enter. Yeah, because the pro finals, even though it was in the C-Pod, it doesn't really matter. The pro finals last year, and even the Grand Prix the year prior was like, what, Four? Or like five or four or five or something because it was emptied out completely when we were done. Um, but yeah, the expo was still open. So yeah, yeah I so, yeah. Uh, that will my mic live streaming interesting to see possible because I don't know. What's I going do on know, live streaming. I don't know how live streaming is working. I know Solana was contacted to commentate like ah, a week ago. Well, that means there's a live stream. But there remains is a I'm live stream. There, there is a live stream. Okay, yes. there you go. So there's guaranteed live stream if, unless you're gonna do a radio call, which those are always electric and powerlifting. No, you'll so, have whitelist media doing live stream and right. don't ask who's going to commentate. I don't know. But yes, back on track. Christian from Ohio. This is her. This is her meet. So yeah, we got a rematch. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict for me as a coach because no one posts anything. So it's a lot of just like show up, execute, see where the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And it lifts. As May competes too, it's she's still hard to get a read on. Like that she's a just a difficult lifter to find where she's at what from second attempt, third attempt. So um pretty pretty consistent as far as that. I I think every single preview we've done, we had like just some issue predicting May. Um, probably why she was a huge underdog winner. I, in my opinion, a big underdog winner is because like we saw regionals, what happened at regionals, and still you know great meat from her, but it was just hard to really gauge things. Yeah, yeah, gauge anything. Yeah, I think I think it's very possible one of these women gets close or touches 500 kilos. And if they do, if they do, based on body weight, they could win. I mean, if I'm looking at dot scores, that puts them all around like 550 to 560. I've got Jasmine around 558. I, I, I without, with again, without knowing what in the world Sam's going to do, these three are really, I feel like, going to be battling out with Jasmine for that top four placing, assuming yeah. everyone's hit, assuming everyone is hitting lifts. I agree. I'm excited. 
it's a lot of, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can, one thing I will guarantee, I'll probably pretty much guarantee is there'll be probably two American record squats. I would be shocked if Christian and Natalie didn't both hit the American record squat. Um, I think it's, it'll kind of be a battle of who squats more. And I honestly don't know. Uh, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a good one. So one, I mean, both of them are probably going to hit it. We'll see who kind of finishes with it, but. All right. And then we got the 48s. Yes, 48s, Excited. unfortunately, thinned out thinned out a little bit. Yeah. Literally just today, yes. Kate Cohen had to drop out due to an injury. So we've got Demetria versus Leanne. Leanne Lee. They were very, very close at Nationals, 397 to 395. Um, so a rematch there. Let's see if we can get one of them into that 400. If not both of them. I think both of them very well could be in that 400-kilo club. So that'll be a fun little rematch there. Um, I, I, I think probably both of them are, it's going to be tough to be in the sense of like looking at like top three placing or top five, maybe top five if, if things kind of line up how it is and people don't always make lists. But uh, Dots doesn't really favor the uh, the 47s and 48s too well. Mm. Well, Demetrius training seems to be going very well. So I have her at 410. I know you have Leanne at 407. So I think it'll be a neck and neck competition. And yeah. I do know that we I did see Demetria post a 137.5 squat that moved very well. So I think she did a lot more than that. Uh, her deadlift's going great. I think she I think she can probably pull like 170. And I thought 90 kilo bench was like an opener. It was so fast, but like I know how 48s are, so I'm giving her 95 kilos for a third attempt. Which still a PR. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna get a carbon copy from Nationals. Um, I can't see this being anything else aside from a real neck and neck battle. Um, I have been. Uh, Leanne has just recently started training at Ironside, and she's one of the more fun lifters to watch because she is uh, so small, but she rips that deadlift. In person, it's so awesome to watch. And it's also cool to see, like, if he's a newcomer at the gym, kind of, right? Like, um, obviously, uh, and a, a very accomplished powerlifter, collegiate national champion. Wait, is she a collegiate national I believe so. Collegiate national champion, 44-kilo uh, national champion in the Open. Um, thank God those days are over. And, I like yeah, I, I say it a lot. You're obsessed with, you're yeah. obsessed with the fact she was 44 kilos. Like, you're like, I take, she was small. going, the reason why. <laughs> She was going to compete again at 44 kilos. And I made sure that didn't happen. You're like, eat food now. I am, I am taking all credit for her getting second and a pro card at 48 kilos, a legitimate weight class. I'm taking all that credit. But um, it's funny to see, though, at the gym because, you know, there's a lot of college kids there um, who annoy me. Um, that's just being mean. But they, they just see her lift. And, of course, you do not expect her to start ripping three reds off the floor for reps. And she does it. And it's awesome. And every single time people see her, like, whoa. Just knocks them straight back because she is ferocious with how she's able to just get it off the floor. Um, really fun lifter to watch. And I'm getting more confident in that deadlift, too. I did bring up balance before. Watching her deadlift in person, I'm like, I feel like there's an improvement. And I said the opposite this time, and I was correct the previous time, because I think we said something about all three of their deadlifts being somewhat suspect. Yeah. 
And yeah. then it kind of all just played out that way where, yeah, all three deadlifts were a bit suspect. And it, Kate won, but I know she was disappointed in her performance. Um, so, yeah, I, I've, I don't know if anything has changed. I just see it in person. And I'm like, I really like how that deadlift looks. I'm excited for that battle. I'm sad she's not going to be there. I really, I really wanted to see if she redeemed that deadlift, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's always a show, too. Like, her... her pulling Her pulling power is ridiculous, also. I know. Oh, oh, oh it's okay. And then... And the Grand, the Grand Prix for the women's interesting. We're not going to cover it, necessarily, but you've got Mariah Bolden versus Maya Wright rematched with that 56-kilo class from Nationals. Uh... Brandis versus Emily Reynolds versus Kiera Wilson. Kiera Wilson might be one of the the least known pros who are like an absolute stud. Uh, she did five thirty seven and a half, I think, at the Olympia, which is is more than Emily and Brandis did at nationals. Albeit, I think Brandis and Emily have made some progress since then, so it's going to be a really really fun battle there. Uh, Charlie Leonard, she always just does the Arnold because she does her super total meet because she does weightlifting as well. Juliana Iorno, the 52-kilo national champ. Audrey Miller's been making some really good progress, especially on her squat lately. Rhea, two white lights favorite. Um, her training looks like it's going pretty well. Um, and then Ariel Patra. So we got a, we got the Grand Prix was is mainly just women. Only three, four guys signed up. I don't, I don't know where the cool. dudes are. They, they don't want to show up. Yeah, yeah, which but it's is not, such a shame. It's God, the Grand Prix. And then best Nate, name in powerlifting I, with with Kate dropping out. From what I from what I've got, Mariah could be added into the finals. I wonder if the USAPL even knows this or they'll do it. But like, if they are adding people in, Mariah may get added to the finals because I think she's Ooh. next up. Hopefully, but. she does. I will just say, when it comes to these women in the Grand Prix, I love watching Audrey lift. It's just, have you guys watched her lift? Like, it's it's so entertaining to watch her hype. It fascinates me. So that's going to be fun just in general. And then Brandis's bench press alone has been going so crazy. I'm excited to see how much she'll PR by. So that's going to be good, too. Juliana, I want to see her bench press. Like, we do have some good stuff going on here. Bria, Bria posted on her close friends she thinks she learned how to squat again. So, you know. Nice. It <laughs> always sucks when you forget how to do that. Speaking from well, experience. Now I'm pissed off because I'm not on Bria's close friends. I didn't even know there was one. I take offense. Were you ever? You know how it feels like you would I've never be on that. close friends. What? Were you ever? I was. I didn't know she had one. Well, then you were never on it. I thought. I, I thought we were cool, but I guess we are not. So. I don't know why you would yeah. think that. <laughs> she made. She made an enemy out of me. Um, uh, we did blame uh, you for the sibling rivalry thing that doesn't exist. I blame. I well, when I say we, me, I blamed you. <laughs> she like bought it up, and I'm like, oh no, that, that was that was Steve's fault. He always says it, not me. I take I take credit for it. I yeah. take credit for doubting her deadlift lockout too. Yeah. I, I think I did too, though. I think I thought I heard that. Like, yeah, we well in this case we just I blame Steve and everything was good. Just yeah, it's supposed to be Solana said it, but now it's just blame Steve because yeah, that's the easy thing. Yeah, to do that's nowadays. what that's what happened. The the, the evolution of you, you turned into a lightning the heel. rod. I'm the yeah, I'm I'm the heel. Well, be careful 
with lightning stuff. We already have sensitivity with <laughs> issues of, of offending lightning uh, strike victims in the past. Sorry. Let's not bring that up again and go down that track. Sorry, I apologize, but you're the heat magnet. You you're, you're the heat. You're the heat magnet of the podcast. Now all the heat that I used to somewhat generate is just being projected onto you, which is good. I prefer it that way. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. Right. Yeah. Want to do predictions? All right, predictions. Me first. Me first. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give Jasmine first place. I'm gonna give Natalie Hunter second place. I'm gonna give May third. It's hard. Christian, Sam. And Sam, you post nothing, so I don't want to hear anything. She's a person who I, I don't think gets that mad. No, she, she really does not even listen. Well, like, it doesn't help me. Well, that's offensive. <laughs> well, it doesn't help she her get ready for a meet. Well, no, just help <laughs> her ratings. That's it. Just don't even, you don't even need to listen. Just have it on mute the entire time and just repost on your story. Yes. That's, that's, that's what I care about. Yeah, so really, I will make selections based on who listens to the podcast. Let's just let's just bring that in there. If you just post on your story a few times, I will remember that and probably just hype up your scores. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. Jasmine is my number one. Number two, I'm going to take Elisha, a person who does get pissed off at some of our predictions. Uh, three, I'm going to have Columbus Christian Hazard. Um, you know, I I just it's it's like uh it's like a Madden card, like just a certain overall. It's elevated when it's in Columbus. Um, I am going to go Sam fourth. Actually, no, what? No, uh, Natalie fourth, Sam fifth. Okay, just because of that is that just because of the listen comment? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> You're lying. No, absolutely not. No, all right. No, Natalie Hunter. All right. Your pick at second is very good for Natalie Hunter. <laughs> Natalie Hunter is really good at powerlifting. Yeah, I might be underselling her at four. So I got I got to put Natalie Hunter at four. I, I do think that she's a problem. And if it wasn't a Columbus... You know, maybe maybe I'll, I'll select different, but it's in Columbus. I, I can't be adjusted overall for home field advantage. All right. I've got a new rule. If I have people competing, I'm not going to do predictions anymore, but Christian's going to win. Okay. I don't like your rule. <laughs> I, I mean, so the funny it, thing is, Steve, like, even if the, it's for and, people Angelo competing. Angelo can kind of understand it. It's like when Angelo has to try and pick himself in a meet, it's super awkward. It's yeah. super <laughs> awkward. Yeah. I, hey, it's, it's, it's going to be a thing. It's going to happen where it gets awkward. But he, I do want to bring this up. I don't know, Solana, if you ever face it. And I brought it up before on the podcast. Like, it is different for Steve as a coach, probably. But for me as a lifter where I'm not a coach and people come up to me like, oh, yeah, you were wrong on the thing. I'm like, dude, I do this thing, too. I won my weight class at Nationals and people are like, yeah, I got second. You should have like, I won. <laughs> Why are you? Like, you think I, do you think I care that I got a prediction wrong? Because I'm like, I just won my weight class. I don't, I don't care about that. 
like I love doing this. I love doing the previews. I love, but yeah, like, and and it's good because they're, but they lifters can get you know like oh wow that's what you said about me on the pod all right like they definitely I get, get it way. and for Steve's perspective as a coach and he has to go in the warm up room and deal God damn Russ did it to me. Russ did it to me on the podium at Vegas. I'm like, I'm on the podium. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't care. I like, I beat the guy that I picked to beat you. Why are you bringing up what I said on the podcast right now? <laughs> I think that's a little different. It's, it's for that. that it's hilarious. I, it's entertaining, <laughs> but still, it's like, uh, okay, I, you know, people do listen to these things and. You know, in the warm-up room, that could make sense on Steve's part. I don't know. Fine, Steve. Fine. There is, there's multiple layers of why I think it's a good idea to stop doing it. I get so. it. All right. Raw Challenge Men. So, for the Raw Challenge, honestly, that's... We talked about last year. That continues to probably be my favorite meet. I yeah. think people care more about the Raw Challenge than anything half the time. Uh, we got three pro cards going out. If those mean anything, I don't know if they actually do anything anymore. If they'll exist in the year, yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm very. Maybe. I that is that is what I'm not not the exit. I mean, I am. I'm, I might be underselling it, but like the fact that the pro powerlifting label might go away because I think that was big, and I think that does matter to people. But if that it goes away, a, that's not good. The idea that people cared about that was. 100% spot on. Yeah. Yes. The execution of what that meant to be a pro power lifter was botched to all extremes. Yeah, because I think but the idea that from, from its inception, this has been the best meet. Raw Challenge. Yeah. No, the Raw Challenge has always been like the highlight because it, it's because these are the people, it's usually your first time kind of dipping your toes into this type of meat. And it just means a lot. Like, it's just really, really, really cool to be a part of the Arnold, to be a part of the Raw Challenge. Um, and it's it's a pretty deep meet, too. I mean, there's a lot of talent here. It's going to be hard to cover every single person. I mean, I, I'm going to start with the person that's lining it up right now, and I honestly think you could argue this could be the biggest storyline of the Arnold as, as a whole. Anthony McNaughton. I might be saying that wrong. I want to say McNaughton. I think, he, I think he's going to break... I mean, if Keenan doesn't do it, then Anthony will. Anthony's going to break Ashton's American record total. Ooh, now that's a hot take. I don't think it's hot. I mean, he just it's squatted three sixty five. Oh, it's a fair take. He just, but it's deadlift, hot. It's he still just hot. deadlifted three fifty pretty easy. Uh, he benched two forty one in December. Like all the numbers I've got him for nine sixty ish something total, and the the deadlift and the squat didn't even look hard. I, I don't think it's a hot take, and I don't think – I mean, when you're talking about – look, the one issue here is to an extent, nah, you can play the weight class card. He is a true 110. Like, I think he has I think he has to cut to 110. Like, he literally weighed 110 on the dot for nationals versus, like, Ashton was basically a 105 in reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, 110 kilo uh, – American record, I think, is very much in the cards for Anthony. And, I, I mean, I, I think he's going to be – he's my favorite to win the Raw Challenge. Yeah. 
No, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, if you're listening to the show, I think, you know, that would be a hot take. Just, you know, from a, you know, a guy who's on the come up for a little bit there, the young lifter, you know, we covered him when we were talking about, was it Junior Worlds? Yep. Yeah, yeah for, from Junior Worlds. And I say not a lot of people know of McDoublethick. And if he goes and breaks Ashton's American record, yeah, people are going to know about McDoublethick. And that's going to be, I think, the big highlight of the meet. Um, you know, barring some, you know, maybe some uh, some records being broken on the, the pro final side. But, yeah, his, his training look is looking fantastic. Um, I am confident and I, I just respect the hell out of him because he's that young lifter that put himself in the fire. He's been an active competitor and he's just going, seeing where the competition is and, and where he can compete and where he can be successful. So I, I really, really am hoping for, really hoping for that to happen, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I would love to see it. That would be a great story. Yeah, and then the other two people I think are really in the running for that top three. Shun Jabril. I mean, he's already hit an 800 kilo total. Honestly, if he if he probably hits that again, uh, he could be top three. But the bigger thing with Shun, and we kind of talked about this, I think, on some other preview shows, if he could start getting his squat up, that's where he mm-hmm. becomes dangerous, and he has. He just hit a 270 squat, albeit an all-out grinder, but that's 12 and a half kilos over what he did at Nationals. If he just takes that and then takes his Nationals numbers, that's already 810-ish uh, at 82 and a half kilos. That's a huge day, and I, I would be shocked if that doesn't stand as a top three total or a top three dots within the Raw Challenge. And then the the third person I'm really looking at, it's um, I, another very – very underrated lifter, Luke McCain. Yeah, well, it's because he, he's underrated because he's a child. <laughs> he may. I, based on with the numbers I see, I could for I could see him possibly totaling around seven hundred kilos, weighing like sixty five kilos, which is ridiculous. At eighteen years old, or seventeen years old. I thought. All right, so. I'll get to a couple things you said. Shun, I'm going to say this about Shun. I am way more confident in his deadlift, and that's his lift. I'm liking how his deadlift is a few times going into Arnold last year. Or was it last year? Yes. Yeah. Last year and Nationals, the balance thing, the up and down motion, seems like it was there. Right now, it looks like he's able to lock out that deadlift. It's a grinder. It's going to be a fight. But I'm more confident in his deadlift, and I think he can go 800, and I'm more confident saying he's going to go 800 than pass. But Luke McCain, 17 years old, I always tell the story how I lost to Joe Bornstein, and I always call him a child. You, If you lose to Luke McCain, and if he climbs up his rankings, you are losing to a child, and that is yep. ridiculous. He is, yeah, he's he's been, I mean, kind of the model we've been following, but talking to Matt, um, I remember when I was doing the high school powerlifting, talking to Matt Holden about just, like how how what do you do with high school lifters? I'm kind of lost on this, and Luke McCain was kind of that that uh, case study and interest, interesting programming with him as well. Like just just taking a look at it, and it would have to be because he's 17 and he's going to be in Columbus competing at the Raw Challenge. Hopefully, we're going to become a pro powerlifter. I know. Yeah, he, he, only squ- he only squat benches and deadlifts once a week, from what I understand. Yeah. 
It's, and uh, he's about to possibly go 700 kilos at 17 years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Within no, that, I think, I think those three are the favorites. I think they, if they hit their list, it's going to be tough to beat. And I think that kind of next tier where I see some people in like that 530 to 540 dots range, you got Josiah Vivero. He's kind of hard to predict. He hasn't competed since last year's Arnold and doesn't really post training. I mean, if he makes progress over last year's Arnold, he could be top three. I mean, he hit 745 last year. I just don't know what to predict over that. Brett Peach had a really, really good meet in November. Um, Taylor Castile, uh, he competed at Collegiate Nationals, and then we didn't hear from him for a while, and he's back. Uh, apparently, we're enemies because of some predictions I had that Marcellus told him. Uh, Charlie Dixon. Hey. His training's looking pretty darn good right now, and he's back to sumo. And, yes, he's still my man crush. I'm excited to see him compete, and he he is in to the fact I know he executes. Uh, I think every, I mean, some numbers I have for him, I think are in his wheelhouse fairly easily. Um, I think he could possibly break into that top three. Um, Kai Zhao. Uh, obviously had a pretty down nationals, not the meet we were expecting. So if he can put that together, he's hit some huge PRs lately in the gym. Uh, big squat PR, deadlift has looked really clean. Uh, um, and then last person, I'm going to have to give him a shout out. I coach him, Lorenzo Thomas. I can't even say his last name right. Really? Really? You coach him. Tomasello? 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 No. Right? I think it's Tomasello. No? He's going to He's going to be... Jesus, Angle, you're way off. No, I'm just saying you're. No, it's not, it can't be. Like, do you say Tomasello? Where are you getting the chip? Tomasello. Yeah, I mean, if I you just I'm tried, closer. it's fine. How do you say it? I'm not Angelo. sure exactly on the pronunciation. Uh, I would say Tomasiello. Tomasiello. That's what I said. Yeah, okay. I, I, Tomas, I, it's not. Still, it's not. I think it's I don't think it's Tomasiello. But I've coached him for five. But years. But you just said yeah, Tomasiello. I'm like, we're getting the chip. Interesting one. <laughs> I, I don't know where I got the chip from. It's Tomasello is what I meant to yeah. say. I think that's right. We'll right. find out. But yeah, I, I mean, it's Josiah, the, the main ones Josiah, Brett Peach, Taylor, and then Charlie. Those are the interesting ones in the sense of can they, they break into it uh, if Shun, Anthony, and then Luke might miss a couple lifts. Yeah, I. I would agree. Um, if we're talking about nostalgia, though, Charlie Dixon at the Arnold. Hey. That's nostalgia for you. Has, has he ever been at the Arnold? Well, I don't know, but that's the old guard of the USAPL, right? I don't think he's that done. Was the, well, don't that was, what, in my opinion, kind of one of the He's not staples. done the Arnold since... Oh, never mind. He did the Arnold in 2020. He um, I think he was hurt then. And that's when he, after 2020, he took a lot of time off. I don't, I don't even recall yeah. that. He goes back. He did the Arnold in 2016. Is that? I mean, that's one of the old guard in the USAPL. Arnold Starting Pro Raw Challenge was the name of it. Oh yes, inject starting, that, I didn't know inject that into my starting, veins. That title. That Starting Strength used to sponsor the Arnold. I had no idea. I do like. I do like those time machine things of like. What like, I like, that's kind of the thing of the, the USAPL, or not USAPL, Open Powerlifting, is like looking at the Grand Prix and the rosters of the Grand Prix. I'm like, man. Look at that, look at that lineup. It's now, so look fun in 2016, to see. you had, I mean, for, for top 
top 10, this is a good one. You got Keith McHoney winning the 2016 Arnold StartingStrength.com Pro Rush Hounds. Shamanica Frown in second. Charlie Dixon, Matt Somer, uh, Susie Gary, David Puckett, Sawyer oh, Yandel, Jeff Hanselman, David Wilson, and then Zach DiCostanzo. Oh, wow. You gotta love it. Heather Connor totaling 342 and a half back then. Great. Was that that's probably yeah. big back then, wasn't it? I probably. Wild. What? Uh, but yeah, anything else to add to the the other people there? Oh, I'm excited to see Kai. I hope he has a redemption meet. Lorenzo's training. I literally have him totaling like 20 kilos more than his last meet. It's on fire. It's going great. I'm excited for. I want to see Shun deadlifts. I'm excited. Yeah, I think Shun could. Possibly project himself into a good contender role too in this weight class. Um, he's building. He's there. I, I think with the finish he had at nationals this year, um, and him just constantly grinding and getting better, he's he's going to be up there. I, I can I can potentially see an eight fifteen eight twenty total from him if everything goes right. So yeah, um, and that that pull that pull could that pull could do something. Um, Taylor Castile, I do want to mention, like one of my favorite lifters to watch. Uh, we kind of got to see the come up of Taylor Castile. That's gonna be fun um, to uh, to see him do some work the, in Columbus. All right, top three. I'll start off. I got Anthony McNaughton number one, Shoon in number two, and then Luke McCain in third. All right, it's a lot of. I will go Shun first and Anthony second, and then I'll give Luke third. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Shun first, Anthony McNaughton. And you want to say Anthony McNaughton Jr.? It just sounds like a good junior name. But Anthony McDoublefix in second, and then three. I am going to have. I I gotta say Luke McLean because come on, we need to see that. Yes. Yeah. This is gonna be great. That we like you, you can't root against that. And I think he needs this to be able to get into nationals because he's not on the nationals roster right now. Because the only way to get in the nationals now is to get your pro card on. Or compete in the World Cup. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the real big meat. Are we gonna do a preview show for that guys? Yes. <laughs> for sure. It's World Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, we should definitely look at the roster and just start saying stuff. <laughs> just say words. Just no. Words. Oh yeah, that actually would be words. a funny. Sh- that would be a funny show. We just pick a roster, and we know none of the lifters, and we just start making predictions based on name alone. Here we go. Open World Cup roster. We got oh seventy nine lift. Seventy nine lifters currently. Not bad. The yeah. Browning Nations again. Are we? Uh... Five. Uh, let me look. Let me look. Five might be uh, insulting. There are, Hong Kong has one lifter and China has three. That is the extent oh. of the international lifters in the World Cup. Yeah. The rest are from the the world entity of the United States. Hey, now, that's you know not what? a world championship. I don't know what is. I, I don't know either. I often like to think of the United States as the entire world. 
I'm hoping Sheffield opens up their qualifications to World Cup winners as well with a 95% of the USAPL world record. So, that's <laughs> fair to me. I'll hit a P after this, after this uh, recording. Perfect. Yeah. All right, women. Women pretty similar to men, maybe even a little bit more. We kind of got a distinct three that I think are, are separated. And based on their training, I think it just kind of separates them even further, like looking at everyone. The people who I had as the, the three favorites arguably are having the best training right now as well. And that's Jessica Tesoro, Lori McCormick, and then Michelle Lynn. Uh, Jessica coming in is probably the favorite here. Um, her training's going really well. I just saw John Song repost uh, some story of her hiding the top singles. But either way, I mean, she's been hitting a bunch of squat PRs. Deadlift has looked really, really good. Let me let me say one thing real quick. John Song, he's got to be the most underrated coach in powerlifting right now. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I think Coach he's... Gavin, Anthony McNaughton, who else does he coach? I mean, obviously he coaches Jessica. Yeah. John, he's just not a big social media guy, so he doesn't get... I mean, I think everyone within the depths of powerlifting knows how good he is, but he doesn't really get as much social media attention. Better call John. Just, like, underrated and no one... Well, Brad is his father, so it makes sense. Literally, it just makes... Yeah. Brad somehow gave birth to me, though, too, and I'm definitely not Brad and John in my uh, approach to being quiet on social media, albeit... Same um, with Marcellus. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I was Brad's love child first. Got it. Yep. Don't act like Marcellus. He was not. He's not the favorite. I'm the favorite. And then Sean is the father of our coach, Brad. It's weird. I no longer get. Co- I have never been coached by Brad while Sean has coached him. So therefore, Sean has never been my father. Directly. Yes, that's a whole weird incestual, incestual relationship. Yeah, that's what I think. Jessica, the lot Jessica of, tra- keeps going. Are you trying to go Jessica. back to Sean? <laughs> no, I'm done. I, I was, gonna, I was just gonna say better call, better call song. I like to call him that because that's kind of what, call. that was the that was the entire thing for him was like if you're if you need. I did give a lifter his information recently, so maybe that who has been struggling with some injuries. But, yeah, it's like better, better Call Song. If you're hurt and you're looking to get better, that's the guy you call. Uh, I, yeah, definitely underrated. Yeah. Jessica, training going good. Lori is probably the one out of this group that I think is going to have the biggest uptick. Her training has been really, really good. Squat, her best squat's 192.5, and she's been tripling 190, like, pretty easily. Bench is about seven kilos over what she did at nationals. That's looked really good. Uh, deadlift, she's noted. I think uh, I think she noted a couple of PRs on deadlift. Oh, I don't know. Either way, Lori's training over the last year has just been taking off. Like every meet has continued to get better and better and better with TBS and then nationals. And I think she's going to have a huge meet here. Um, I, she very well could win it, if not for sure. I think within the top three, and the Michelle Michelle hasn't posted a lot. The only thing she did post that was kind of telling: she hit one seventy seven and a half at nationals on deadlift, and then she posted a one eighty two deadlift, and it moved really well. And I, I think she has more than that. So that alone, I thought she could have a ten kilo PR on deadlift, and if she does that alone, that really separates her too in the sense of looking at the top three. I mean, everything you said, Jessica, I've been enjoying watching her training. Um, I haven't gotten to see all of it because I know she's hiding stuff, but I know she's feeling really good. You can just tell by her posts. And then Lori, I'm also very excited because 
I'm seeing so many PRs. I'm like, okay, I think it'll be a real battle. I'm not sure which one of these to pick. Um, those are definitely the ones you're posing the most in this group. And then just like you said, Michelle just deadlift. That's really telling. I wish I saw more posts, <laughs> so I have more to say. But yes. Yeah, we're we're sure. I think we're on the 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 route here of knowing more about Jessica and Lori. Um, yeah. Especially from a research research perspective, because we're starting to see bigger meets from them. We're starting to see them on the prime time level. We're we're gonna see more of them, and this is this is the meet for those type of lifters, right? This is the star making meet. You have a big meet here. You're you're on the radar for you know when nationals was around, or people are gonna start bringing your name to powerlifting America and what you can do at that nationals, right? So. Um, yeah, of those lifters, I'm the most familiar I am is the people we've done previews for is Jess and Laurie, and it's hard to pick from those two, though, I, I will say. Like, they're both just good lifters, and there's nothing that either stands out from them that's like, oh, this is this is going to be a problem on meet day. I don't, I don't see anything from them that I can pick out a potential problem. Yeah, they're both likely to execute Michelle as well. I don't really see wild card situations here. And so if they're hitting their lifts, uh, I think they've got the best track to top three. The other three women who I think could get in uh, if they really have a great day and or possibly Jess, uh, Lori, or Michelle miss a couple lifts is Rose Huang, Precious Trejo, and then Tara Thomas. I think all of them, I've got them around maybe like a 500 dots, which is about 20 points off of where I've got Jessica, Lori, and Michelle. Uh, all three of them, though, don't post a whole lot of training. Rose a little bit more, so it is a little bit hard to gauge kind of where they're at. So uh, they are super accurate predictions. So if they can come in and light it up and get uh, – 5-10-ish, and then we can see Michelle, Lori, or Jessica maybe miss a couple lifts here and there. They could kind of slip in, but I think they're going to have to have perfect days to be able to find their way in that top three based on just kind of at least what I can see. Yeah. This is literally just a large group of we'll see what happens. I There's not a lot of training, and we're going to mention your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Was, this, was, this previous show was about the least amount of people posting training any of anyone any meet I've ever done so it's it's really hard to be able to say much when there's nothing to go off of so all right top three I'll go <laughs> Jessica in first Lori second Michelle third oh I feel bad I have to mimic you but I'm I want to get Jessica first because I've just been following her so closely um and then Lori because you're getting popping yep and then Michelle oh you know actually I'll, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna switch it Lori first because she went to Purdue there you go. There we go. All right. Um, yeah, then I'll take Jess, Lori, and Michelle. Okay. No, Jess. All righty. That is likely the last Arnold preview show we ever do. I mean, someone's got to take it over, right? No powerlifting. Well, can powerlifting America take it over? Is that thing? Is that possibility? No. Yeah, they could. I think they could. Okay. If not, we got XPS still there, or whatever the XPC. No, I think. Oh, I thought it was XPF. But I don't know. Yeah, well, no, yeah, that one. That one's always a. That one's always a fun thing to just watch. I've never watched it. I mean, I pass by it. It's always. I just remember one time I just passed by it, and somebody's wearing a baseball cap while they were competing. Like, hey, you can wear hats. Yeah, I was just just like, (laughs) well, there you go. 
<laughs> the one, the one issue though, if powerful America takes it over, like what would, who does the meet? They they have to change their nationals. Yeah, I I, I can't see power. I I don't know if powerful America would take it, and I think there's <clears throat> stuff in the making of like just not really needing to do it. Yeah. You got the Arnold UK yeah. too, which is I don't know about the same, but it, it's something, and I I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think they necessarily need it. Powerlifting America um, currently is a standing because people are inter- People are going to Powerlifting America without that, right? So any other thing that they have, I don't know. I I personally think Powerlifting America should just change their nationals. I yes, think they should. They just they just have to just have to go to the old. They just have to. Powerlifting America's marketing should be t- turn. The Federation to USAPL in 2019. Yep. That's what you should do. And then, yeah, then potentially you could do the Arnold. And that would be fun for people who don't get into Worlds and don't do Sheffield. Yep, which is how it always was. If you didn't get into Worlds, you did the Arnold instead. So, is I would love that. That would, that would be NAPL. awesome. Oh, no one. I, I love. I love the, them trying to hype NAPF, but no one ever cared about NAPF. They only care about it now because there's literally nothing else to do. Yeah, that's what's no the one, thing. Yeah, but no one, no one cared about that before, and I don't think anyone cares about it now. It's just because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, hate me for it. I don't care. No one, no one. It's not when, your we were, when it was USAPL 2019, no one cared about NAPF North Americans. So, all righty, commercial gym story. Yes. Let me see. I got to pull that up. I wasn't even prepared for it. We got a couple. We got, there's a couple though. I have some new ones. Okay. Which one do you want? Uh, girl who lied about being married and fake kidney stones. Uh, girl who, uh, was in the BDSM and really wanted me to know about it or the trainer that pooped her pants. I have come on poop story. It feels like we need, like, I think I feel like poop, poop. stories needed. This yeah. one's honestly pretty, this one's honestly pretty simple. There's not much to it. <laughs> Wouldn't would it be funny if the story is just like a trainer pooped her pants. And on the next <laughs> episode, it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much is it. That pretty much is it. So I had a trainer. And she was an interesting character. She was a lot of fun. Oh, it's this girl. Uh, she, well, there yes. you go. That's already. She I was, was totally was, going she to was one of She was one of my favorites, and that I'm not going to go too deep into. But she, she was just one of the most fun human beings to be around ever. But uh, she was training one day, and she just left. And there, there was a rule, like you. I mean, these are all contracted trainers. I, I mean. I'm in charge of all their clients as well as them in charge of their clients. And so she just kind of left and canceled her appointments. And you, you can't just kind of leave and not tell me you're leaving and canceling your appointments. And so she was going to get written up. And I told her, I was like, I'm going to have to write you up for this. Like you can't just leave and then cancel all your appointments without telling me why, because you have to have a legitimate reason to cancel your appointments. Like you can't just do that. It's not, it's not allowed. And she kind of was not wanting to tell me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I mean, I, if you can tell me a legitimate reason, okay, but you, 
you have to, I, it's not, I have to write you up. And she's like, I pooped my pants. <laughs> and then I just started dying laughing. I was like, okay, I don't have to write you up. I don't know. I would have grilled her on it and been like, oh, really? So I still did grill her on I still did. I mean, no, if you, you knew her, yourself? like, that wasn't too far-fetched that she might poop her pants. <laughs> Wait, how was it not far-fetched? Like, what does that mean? I, I... Does she look she like was, the type who shits herself because she looks like a shitter? No, <laughs> she was just... This is the same girl that put a dildo dressed up as a... with a sombrero and a mustache in my car and, like... She was she was interesting. Sometimes I mean, she was not she was not the typical ladylike person. She she was yeah. She, she I, I forgot a, that's what guys do. We cramp ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Guys <laughs> on, cramp on, on occasion. Usually, usually it's a man. That's one of those manly things. Gender gender roles. You know, women don't, don't do that. We do yeah, it usually all the women time. Don't stick stick on dildos on their uh, bosses uh, in their boss's car, dressed up like it's about to be at a fiesta. Things like that. That's so, funny. yeah. Um, That's actually really good. It was a good prank. Yeah. Uh, You've you seen the video that was the aftermath of that prank. It's so bad. Haven't yeah. you? I sent that to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Solana, ask that story afterwards because that, that's a story Yay. that can't be public because that would be bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> that sounds even worse me saying that. Yeah, it's not, yeah it, sounds, it sounds horrible. <laughs> Like, that sounds that sounds like, way that sounds it's way embarrassing worse than what it actually is yeah that's about right. it but all right okay solid i like that'll that one it. yeah okay well all righty that'll do it um arnold coming up get excited for it always am um wonder how the recap is gonna work on that one that's gonna a lot of previews a lot of recaps I don't think we'll probably do a recap for that one because we're going to have to go right into PA Nats and getting a episode done is hard enough. So. Yeah, um, good good point. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what some things could potentially open up. I am on spring break, you know, during that time. So, can potentially do a recap. Um, but, yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for Two White Lights, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're going to tune in to the Arnold to watch these competitors lift. And see you next week. Peace.